Welcome back to another episode of More Than Beauty. Today's episode is going to be so good. Guys, get ready for this. I'm telling you right now, this episode is something that so many of us need to hear, to talk about, and just to bring into our own reality. So we're going to be talking about holidays, mental health, and where we are in real time. Now, working in the salon, I hear conversations every day as I'm getting people ready for the holidays. You know, they're excited to go home to see their families. They're excited to travel again. Some of them are dreadfully, they're worried about seeing their brothers or their sisters or that that awkward uncle or, or whomever it might be. So there's so many emotions. Let me ask you, right now, when I say holidays, what feeling comes to the front of your mind? I know somebody's thinking you're happy, you're excited. There's some of you that are anxious, you're overwhelmed. Whatever your feelings are, you're not alone. So today we're going to be talking about how to manage those feelings, all of them, and I am so excited. You want to know why? I'm hanging out here in studio with my friend, Dr. Dana Reed, and she is amazing. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much, Daniel, for having me. Pleasure to be here and honored to be here. This is super exciting. I didn't think I was going to get lucky enough to get you before the holidays because I know you're in high demand. Um, tell everybody who you are and what you do. All right. So um, I'm a child, adolescent, and adult psychiatrist in the, in the Alpharetta area. So I see kids, teens, adults, and help them with, with life and navigating just difficult things that come up. I think that's amazing. You know, when you and I became friends, I, by the way, backstory, Dana and her husband moved into our neighborhood and I'm so excited to have you here. Um, we hit it off right off the bat. So for those of you that are, are in my bubble, my circle, you know how we believe. We always believe like attracts like. Dana and her husband are truly great people. And some of the conversations we've had, it, it makes me think about your job and my job really aren't that different. You know, I cut hair and you have a way fancier title, <laughs> but we're serving people. And um, what would you say this time of year, the holidays, do you find that you're dealing with a lot more issues, maybe trauma or? A lot of different things, Daniel. A lot of different things come up. For everyone, their experience is so different and it, it differs, I guess, sometimes even year to year for the same for the same person. So it's, some people are very excited for the holidays. Like you said, they're excited to see their family. And for some people it's, it's very, very painful. And you can tell even just like weeks or months leading into it, they may not even be recognized or aware, but the emotions come up. It's, um, feelings of, if I go back home, feelings of being judged feels feelings of being accepted, no matter what I do or how hard I try, I may not be accepted. Um, also, in the last year and a half or two, you know, a lot of people have experienced a lot of loss and have lost loved ones. So sometimes it's approaching this holiday as maybe the first one without a loved one. Um, financial struggles, divorce, loss, illnesses, so much is, is coming up. I would agree with that. You know, I, we see it in, in our industry too. We're, we're constantly trying, when people come in and they sit in our chairs, we're, we're trying to make them not only look their best, but also feel their best. And there's so much of that that goes on. There's there's all kinds of feelings around the holiday. You know, some people are excited because they're they're bringing their their newborn baby to meet the family, or the family's coming to see them, or um, maybe it's their first year together in marriage. You know, you have the happy newlyweds. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, there are a lot of other challenges, and and it's easy to 
it's easy to put the the good things in the light, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's always the first thing that you see on Instagram, on TikTok. Mm-hmm. We're all dancing and pointing to bubbles with words, but there are people that are really hurting right now. Yeah, even sometimes when I, you know, you wish someone a, a happy holiday or a good time, sometimes I have to catch myself and say, because you recognize they may be having a hard time or, or struggling or not looking forward to it. Yeah, and there's so many reasons. I can mm-hmm. think back to a couple of my own holidays growing up, you know, um, where I dreaded going home back to South Carolina where I'm from because there was so much judgment. When you when you when you mentioned the word judgment a while ago, I immediately like felt the feel. I was like, "Ooh, um the judgment that I wasn't good enough or that I wasn't the child that my parents mm-hmm. wanted." Now, let me rephrase. My parents loved me. My dad's no longer here, but my mom loves me for who I am, but there was that time where me being me wasn't good enough and you know I in my mind I've always put myself to high expectations like a lot of the people listening right now and you know the last thing you want to do is disappoint your parent you always want that approval that validation so what would you say to somebody that is that is internally battling these feelings and thoughts as they may go home in the next couple of weeks for whatever holiday they celebrate so a lot of these feelings have they've kind of come to to learn them and come to believe them of themselves but recognizing that even if they don't fully kind of believe it their their family loves them and, and cares about them probably me so part of it's looking to see holding on to what they're what they're believing and, and what they're seeing but also being able to to think about different pr- perspective or what their families also i think that is that is really important You know, and a lot of people going home this year, I mean, we can't sweep it under the rug. Let's face it. We all live on the same planet. (laughs) So there's going to be conversations that are going to be forced conversations that you don't want to take part of, perhaps. And we all know those conversations could always come up around, just like with with any social Mm -hmm. etiquette, politics, religion, vaccinations, Mm -hmm. like all the things that are hot topics right now. So how do you, I know how I navigate those conversations behind my chair as a professional, but when you're with your mom or your dad or a sibling, how do you navigate those uncomfortable conversations if you're on opposing viewpoints? So first of all, it's important to kind of know your family and know like the the past experiences, patterns, and and times together, right? Because you may have said, okay, we've had these discussions before. Their opinions are not going to change. If we keep kind of really digging into it, it's going to turn into like really a war bad, like a war right <laughs> so some of it it's more of how do you just nicely validate and just say okay they, they care about me we have differing views it's okay to agree to disagree and then nicely sometimes just changing the topic or finding other things that can unite or, or talk about um, and so recognizing you know you're not going to change their views they may change yours but that you're still being able to kind of hold on and believe and and care about your views and believe them. Because some people feel that if I share my own views, my family won't accept me. So sometimes they actually don't even share their, their views or hold on to them. They start even doubting their own like values. Right. So how can you kind of stay true to who you are, even if it's I think that's amazing. How I always look at that is everyone's unique journey has led them to the belief sets that they that they embrace you know so if someone has a completely different mind we could talk about money you know there's people that are savers there's people that are spenders there's people that are investors those are all three completely different categories 
So somebody that's a saver may say, well, I'm not putting my money in the market because it's going to crash. Somebody that's an investor says, why in the world would you just save your cash? It's never going to grow with inflation. And then the people that are just, they spend everything that they don't have. That's a totally different conversation. But they all, there was, there was an emotional setup in the, in the youth, their wiring, or maybe their circumstance growing up that has put them where they are. So we, we have to understand and learn to respect um, that people do have different views, especially at family. And let's be real. How many hours are we really spending mm-hmm. with these loved mm-hmm. ones? You know, if it's just a lunch or a dinner or a day or two, we can make it through. Right. And you can share how much you want to, you know, go into and how much you want to talk about. And you don't have to share as much of the of the discussions, right? Exactly. Or of your views. So you can say, these are my views. And you don't have to share so much or kind of go into too more more detail. Exactly. And then just see how it flows. If it starts not going well, then you can just change the topic. Sometimes take a breather or take a step away. I think that's amazing. Another thing that I wanted to talk about with you, because I'm, I'm fascinated by how your brain works. Uh, and you keep it so real and approachable. So for me, I appreciate that. <laughs> when you have, you know, when I was talking about earlier, the judgment. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I, I try to do with my son on a daily, you know, I, I definitely correct him if he's in the wrong. Right. Uh, we discuss why, you know, the, the repercussions of what that could be because every choice, there's, there's a reaction to that. But I think so many times we are caught up on things that maybe don't matter at the holidays mm-hmm. and these conversations mm-hmm. and judgments. What would you say to somebody that um, maybe they're a parent listening now and they don't necessarily agree with everything their child is doing or is a part of, but you also have to understand you're not in control of that situation. What would you, would you recommend them give them validation? Because I can tell you from firsthand, like that validation means everything to a child. Of course. I mean, the most important thing a child needs to know is that they're, they're cared about, they're loved and they're validated. So listening to them, trying to understand. So tell me more, be curious. Being Mm -hmm. curious is really important. Try to be curious in terms of why is this important to them? Why are they choosing this direction? You know, helping them explore it, be curious, maybe learn more about can definitely help um, in terms of even if they agree, even if they don't kind of agree. I think that's fantastic. So let me ask you, if if you could give someone a, a perfect toolkit and this toolkit would help somebody that is actually living through grief this holiday. And I, I ask you this because, you know, I as your friend, I know who you are. And this is your first holiday um, without your dad. And so, you know, what is something that you're doing to kind of mentally prepare and to be who you, because you're a mom, you know, it's you, when you're, when you're in a situation, I call this being on the bridge, maybe your parents are sick or they've passed, but you have the generation underneath you, you have to take care of. You're on the bridge holding, holding hands, both directions. So what is something that you would give someone today? Um, to help them navigate grief this holiday? Well, the first thing, Daniel, there's nothing such as perfect. So the, when you said perfect toolkit, I had to laugh for a second. I love that. I wish I could say there was... So tools that we can we can use um, or what I found myself using but also recommend it to, to patients too is really being patient with yourself and showing yourself grace and allowing yourself to truly feel your feelings. So I knew just over the last several weeks, like you said, this is my first holiday, you know, approaching Thanksgiving without my dad being, being here. 
and Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday and just always kind of got so excited about it. So I could feel like the harder feelings of the last few, few weeks. Um, but I told myself I need to allow myself to feel it. Some days were hard. Sometimes I found myself crying, but allowing yourself to feel your feelings without judgment, being, you know, patient with yourself, showing yourself grace and not letting anyone tell you how to grieve or how to feel. And then recognize grief, like is a journey It's complicated. It, it can come out in different times, even when you don't expect it. Um, the second thought is, is also to, to just choose how you want to celebrate it. So it may look different this year, how you decide to celebrate the, the holidays. You may say, I don't really feel like celebrating, but at the same time, is there ways that you could still enjoy it, still have gratitude, but it could look different. You know, this year I've chose to kind of simplify it, just make dishes easier, just enjoy kind of, you know, the time with my family and meaning, um, also finding ways to really honor him. So finding ways of how do you have everyone talk about, you know, some of the memories together, maybe some of the traditions that we used to do together that are important, having maybe some moments of like quiet the day of to just be and kind of reflect, you know, maybe writing, writing a letter, just finding different ways to journal and really share the feelings are, are important. Um, and, and like I said, definitely just being really um, patient with yourself and recognizing it's okay to choose to celebrate a different way. And also for, um, the other thought is don't isolate. You might want to not celebrate and just keep to yourself, but isolating is just going to make it worse and also allow yourself to not numb the feelings completely. Mm, that is such good advice. You know, I remember my first year, I, I think I tried to ignore it, if I'm yeah. being honest. You know, I thought like if I ignored it, it, would, it wasn't real or it wasn't happening. Um, so it hit me a little bit later. Um, and there's, there's so, many, so many things I want to talk to you about. You're such a wealth of information. Yeah. One right now that I know everybody is like, it, I almost feel like it's become a buzzword on the street. Um, even though it's not necessarily that, but we, we have to talk about boundaries and I want to hear this from a doctor's point of view. You know, I, I know how I feel about boundaries. I have a hard time setting them because I'm a yes man. I always want to say yes to everybody, every opportunity. And when you do that, you're saying no to other things and other opportunities. But when you're setting boundaries around people, you know, with families, there's, there's families that may, um, we all understand that there's addiction, um, you know, I think every family, I know every family deals with that in some capacity. Um, there's people that maybe take advantage of monetary situations. They're always asking for things like just you're in uncomfortable situations. So how would you, in your professional opinion, set boundaries around whatever parameters you needed to? Okay. So the first thought is when you're, when you're talking about setting boundaries, there's a reason that you're coming to that decision. So it's, it could be based on like past experiences or time with family where you didn't set the boundaries and you either really got hurt, you hurt someone else with things both people said. So you're kind of recognizing that the only way I can make this work is to have healthy boundaries to protect yourself from either disappointment from, from hurt or those, those examples. So the first thought is, um, being able to approach the situation where I really care about this person. I want to spend time with them, but to be able to do it in a good way, 
I've got to protect myself and also make it kind of enjoyable. Mm -hmm. So some of the ways of, of saying, okay, these are the conversations I'm going to have. These are things I might avoid or may not talk about because recognizing no matter if you bring them up, the other person may start getting really defensive right. and feel that you, you're saying they're not a good person or kind of judging them. The other per thought too is also being careful about when you bring up certain conversations, the timing and also not being defensive. So what you're saying essentially is, is take a temperature of the room yes. and, and know, yes. you know, we've, we've heard the terminology, uh, tone deaf, not being tone deaf to a situation. I mean, definitely just not getting defensive and yeah. not kind of repeating the same patterns over and over because you've tried it before. And if mm -hmm. you feel like it doesn't work, then you're just kind of going into And it's just into not it. worth it. Totally. Yeah. Um, is it okay not to feel happy during the holidays? <laughs> and I know, I know that that word happy cringes you a little bit. <laughs> yes. Yes. Cause I think it's like, what is, what does happy mean? How everyone defines happy in, in so many different ways. And then there's just so much societal expectation for people to constantly be happy or to feel joyful. So when we have days where we feel sad, it's thought that there's something wrong, but it's okay to have days where you're not feeling okay. You're feeling sad and then not putting that constant pressure of, of being happy Yeah. or having that ex expectation. This is, this is such a conversation that is needed to be had. Um, you know, I, I can almost hear the people that I know are diehard listeners to this podcast I have a feeling your inbox is going to be blown apart on, on Instagram, um, just with gratitude because you're bringing real conversations and you're a happy person. Your husband's a happy person. We're happy people. We're also human people. Mm -hmm. And there are days that you just don't feel mm -hmm. like Mary Poppins with your umbrella floating around the city. Of course. And I think what happens if there's a constant expectation to be happy and for people, especially who are the people pleasers, they start putting this face on mm -hmm. that they're constantly happy and they hide how they're truly feeling because they don't want to worry other people or disappoint other people or they feel like that's how they're supposed to be yeah. and inside they don't feel happy and that is yeah. a problem so it's allowing yourself to recognize there's a variety of emotions there's nothing that is good or bad about a certain feeling allow yourself to feel all the feelings and then there's some days it's truly just okay to just be or to be okay and there's nothing wrong with that and that doesn't mean that there's a problem I love that. I absolutely love that. You are like, I know right now you've helped so many people already just with this. I feel like I need to have you back on for a part two conversation because I, I, I can't wait to hear the feedback. Number one of what more people are actually asking for and wanting, um, any closing remarks from you that you could give to the listeners on just navigating the best holiday season they possibly can. I would say recognize you're not alone in the feelings that you're having and how you feel and taking away that expectation that a, a holiday has to be celebrated in a certain way mm -hmm. and taking some of that expectations off overall and letting go and trying to define what you want out of the holiday and what the meaning that you want behind it and how you want to experience it. And there's no right or wrong way to celebrate it. You can define how you celebrate it and how you enjoy it and, and focusing on being around the people who make you happy and, and the joy that you can feel. I love that. One, one last thing. So sure. we have, there's a couple of holidays that are coming up. I know we just had Diwali um, maybe two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Time's flying so quickly. 
We have Hanukkah that is next week. We have Christmas. Um, I'm not even sure Ramadan. I don't know if that happens this time of year. Um, there's so many holidays and you know, you have all the feelings and a lot of the holidays traditions are that you buy things for people and you, you have to show this financial side. And, and for a lot of people, that's a financial burden and stress that they're going to carry into the new year. Um, so what would you say to those people that feel that they have to really rise to the occasion to do what um, commercialization is teaching us that we should be doing? So recognizing where that that's coming from and maybe having that, that's also the conversations around boundaries. Maybe you decide I can't or don't want to, you know, celebrate in that way this year and you let family and you let other people know. And then recognizing what people truly, truly want is they want to feel loved. They want to feel cared about and about it. And that is coming from a place of checking on them, texting them, calling them, spending time with them. And it's not going to be, Wrapped in a perfect box. Yes. (laughs) I can tell you, Thanksgiving is actually my very favorite holiday. Christmas is, I I celebrate Christmas, and I like Christmas because all the pretty lights, and I love the music because that's traditions that I grew up with. But what I don't like about Christmas is the unnecessary stresses of having to have underneath the tree filled with a bunch of gifts that people may or may not like. And so I don't enjoy that. I I'm with you. I want to be around great conversations, people that make your, your soul feel good. And, um, a night, like you said, a nice text message, just let somebody know that you love them. And I've come to, I think we've all come to recognize and realize this over the last year and a half of more of that isolation, that a text and a phone call, and we've learned so many different ways of connecting. Um, and that goes a long way. There's nothing as, is kind of nice as knowing that someone's thinking about yeah. you. I, I'll share this really quickly. I had a message on Instagram from a, a very wonderful lady. I've never had the pleasure to meet her. And it was actually yesterday. She sent a, a message and it was so kind because I sent her a video text on Instagram and she said she repurposed that on her social media. And she was like, you have no idea how much this actually meant to me during this time. So I think to let people know that they're, um, that they're loved and needed. And I wrote down three words, Dana, and I I know your heart. I think you're so amazing. Um, the three words that I want to close this podcast out with today, as we, as we go into the holidays, um, number one is love, whatever love looks like to you. Make sure that you're sharing that with people around you. Um, Never take for granted. We have had a lot of loss um, over the past couple of years. So let people know that you love them. And then that conversation we had a little while ago, number two, validate. I think validating people to let them know that they've enhanced your life in any capacity. Just let them know that they matter to you. And one of the most powerful words, forgive. So many times if we just let go of, of our past, the things that have happened in the past, like you said, live in grace and have a little bit of forgiveness, we truly find a happier version of ourselves, whatever that might look like. Dana, you're amazing. Oh, you are, Daniel. Thank you so <laughs> much for, for having me. And I will say those three words, just thinking about them, if we take them into going into the holidays with, with families, especially if if someone's going into like difficult situations that can can be really powerful and helpful maybe having a different like perspective or outlook going in especially maybe with forgive because if they can forgive you know past 
relationships, mistakes, that that can be very powerful. I think that's amazing. Thank you for your time. Again, I know you're busy, uh, are you productive. So you're a very productive lady living in the space Thank that you're you. in. I'm going to tag Dana's information in the show notes today. Make sure to reach out to her if you have any love that you want to share with her. She's truly an extraordinary lady. I'm very fortunate to call her my friend. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please tag us on social media, um, Daniel Mason Jones, and the hashtag is more than beauty. Until next time.